Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit, money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit, money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Quickcrete, Pavestone, and Hire. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we are here for one reason and one reason only to help you with your home improvement, your home decor, your home fix-up projects. We are your in-house personal experts. Pick up the phone and call us with whatever project is on your mind at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's program, when you look outside your home, does the garage door rank as perhaps one of the more boring surfaces you see? Well, there are lots of styles and colors and looks for garage doors to choose from these days, and we're going to have some tips on a project that can be simple and affordable in just a bit. Plus, projects like setting a post or building a patio or even repairing a step all involve concrete. But what kind is the best? Well, if you choose the right one, your project can be done in an afternoon. Choose the wrong one, and your project may have to be repeated over and over again. We're going to help you sort out exactly what you need to know. Plus, we've got a great way for you to keep cool during the hot summer days ahead without disturbing your peace and quiet. And if you call in your home improvement question, you might also win a copy of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. We've got five copies to give away, so give us a call right now. We're here to help at one 888 Money Pit. Dean in Pennsylvania, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? We bought our house about eight months ago, and um, the radon mitigation system's working fine. The, the levels were low when it was tested, and, you know, there's, there's no major issue with that. But there's this annoying high-frequency noise um, in our bedroom uh, directly behind our bed, and uh, there's, a, there's a four-inch ABS pipe um, that runs from the basement you know, through through the first floor where our bedroom is, up to the second floor attic, and then out through the roof. Nice. You know, it's it's vented in a witch hat up there. Yeah. Where is the fan located? The physical fan. Oh yeah, it's in the attic. Okay, so and your bedroom's on the second floor, so that so the fan is pretty close to you. So it's it's a Cape Cod, um, but the uh, so the okay. the you know it goes from the basement, and then the first floor actually is our bedroom. And then it goes. The second floor has the attic, and then you know goes to the roof from there. Okay, so obviously the wine is the fan. Um, Generally, they don't wine. It might be that the bearings on the fan are starting to wear out, and that may be the source of this. I don't have a good solution for you because getting to the pipe, it's already, I would imagine, you know, buried in the wall. And unless you have access to all sides of it, it wouldn't make sense for you to add any soundproofing materials to it. But I would focus in on the fan itself. Now, if you go up in the attic, do you still hear that same fan? Yeah. So, so yeah, good point. I, I went in the attic. I thought the same thing. Maybe it was a bearing or something in the, you know, with the fan. I do actually hear the fan. I don't, I'm not a, you know, I don't know if you can get quieter fans or whatever, or or if I'm just hearing airflow, well, it's got to be the fan, right? It's got to be vibration. I would think it's the fan. I know that um, 
you know, noisy plumbing issues with water, they can really be exacerbated by plastic pipe. And, and sometimes they can solve that by swapping out plastic pipe with cast iron. I've, I've heard of that happen. I don't know, you know. Haven't done it. Plastic pipe or even even copper pipe can be can be noisy, but you know you wouldn't want to go through all that trouble if you did have all those walls removed. So you had exposure to that. You would simply wrap a, a soundproofing material around the pipe. But I do think that the source of the problem has got to be the fan, not just a whistling sound of the air. And I would um, reach out to the radon company that did the installation and see if they could swap out that fan. And by the way, is there a pressure gauge on that pipe somewhere so that you can determine that it's still working properly? Yeah, there's a, you can see the pressure differential in the basement, you know. Right. There should be like a liquid pressure gauge where you can see the difference in the levels yep, uh, exactly. of liquid in the tube. And that indicates, it indicates it's under pressure. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's going to be the solution there, Dean. I think you're going to have to replace that fan. Okay. All right. Very good. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. You got it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Sarah in Iowa needs some help with a carpeting project. Tell us what you're working on. Um, I have a house built in 1975. And when it was built, they installed this carpet in the breakfast, kitchen, and unfortunately bathroom areas, and it's glued down. It's really low pile, almost like linoleum. Is it on a wood floor or is it concrete? It's on a, just on the wood subfloor. And I did try to uh, scrape it out of the little uh, bathroom area that we had, and it took hours and hours of hand scraping, and I probably did some damage to the subfloor in doing it. Well, the subfloor is not a finished floor, right? It's a 1974 house, probably plywood. Is that correct? Yes, it's plywood. So can you pull up the carpet part itself, obviously leaving the glue behind, but will the carpet part peel off? If I pull up the carpet part itself, what gets left behind is this black spongy gunk that I can kind of scrape off, and then uh, the bottom part of the black is glued onto the floor. What I want you to do is to pull the carpet up, and then I want you to put a new piece of subfloor down on top of that using quarter-inch Luan plywood. It's very inexpensive, and it's the easiest way to get back to a surface that you can work with. I would not try to remove the glue from the subfloor. It's just not worth it. It's a rather impossible job. So I would just you know, opt for a smooth surface, by adding another layer of subfloor on top of that. And then whatever you want to put on top of that, you can, whether it's more carpet or whether it's laminate or tile or, or, or whatever. But just pull up the carpet. so Because you, you don't want to sandwich carpet in between this. Pull the carpet up, then you'll just be sandwiching the old glue, and that'll be fine. Okay? Okay, fantastic. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call with your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Still to come, getting a return on your home improvement investment is one of the most important measures of a project these days. And installing a new garage door does just that. We'll tell you about the options just ahead. You live in a money pit. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 
96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at 888-MONEY-PIT. You will get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away five copies of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. It is filled to the brim with the same kind of tips and advice that you hear from us on the radio. Going out to one lucky caller, drawn at random, make that you. The number again is 888-666-3974. Bob in Texas is on the line, has a question about a roof. What's going on? Well, we've had a long drought out here in West Texas, and we finally got some rain, and lo and behold, I have a leak. And uh, I remember tuning in to your show some some time ago where you guys mentioned a product that was clear, that could be applied with a paintbrush, that would penetrate through the roof and then seal it. And I could not or i did i couldn't remember the name of the product and i've been trying to find it here in lubbock texas and having no luck at all and i i thought well i just need to call you guys and see if you can remember that and tell me what it is well bob that's going to be a bit of a mystery to me because it doesn't sound like um the kind of thing that we would recommend for roof leaks but let me just ask you more about this leak do you know uh where it's it's occurring do you know if it's coming through say a cracked shingle or is it coming around a chimney is it coming around a pipe what do you know about it where the slope of my roof joins my patio and the patio roof is flat so I'm thinking probably what's happening is it's backing into the den past the wall. But right, yeah. That's a tough spot to flash. And um it's also a tough spot to do a uh you know, a sort of an easy patch repair to it. You know, all these types of roof products that you apply after the fact, uh they're usually asphalt roof cement and they'll work for a while but they tend to dry up pretty quickly. When you have an intersection like that, where you have a pitched roof that comes into a low slope or a flat roof, you're right. The water can back up there and due to the force of uh, kind of against gravity and due to that force can actually sort of work its way up into the roof surface. The right way to flash that, and you're not going to want to hear this, but the right way to flash that is to have um, the, un- the, the the flat roof basically go right, right up and under the roof shingles. So the flat roof material would, would go to that intersection, then up and under the roof shingles, and probably up maybe three feet under them, and then the roof shingles would continue over that, creating a, a big overlap there where it would be virtually impossible for any water to back into it. And I would start that project with a product called Ice and Water Shield, which is sort of a, uh, a tacky three-foot-wide roll-on sheet that literally 
glues itself to the deck surface and will stop all water from, from getting through. So that's the best way to do a permanent repair to that. Short of that, you know, it's okay for you to, to use an asphalt cement product to try to patch it, but I'm just concerned that it's something you may end up having to do time and time again. And if it does develop that way, then maybe you could choose to make the bigger repair later. And you say that that is ice and water shield? Yes, ice and water shield. Yep, that's the right that's the right first step for that, and that goes underneath the roof shingles. Nice thing about that, too, is if you ever have roof shingles that blow off, your roof still won't leak because it remains watertight. Well, I certainly appreciate your help with that. All right, Bob. Well, thanks so much for calling. Cynthia in Tennessee, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? I have white dust on my shoes, my leather shoes, and my purses inside my closet. And my shoes can be inside of a, a shoe box. And I don't understand what it is. Do you have um, a heating duct inside that closet? No, but right outside the closet I do. Well, generally, if you get a lot of dust in the air, then you don't have good filtration on your heating system. And so if you have a forced air system, you ought to have a good quality filter on the return duct. And unfortunately, a lot of folks use those fiberglass filters, which don't filter very much. I always call them rock stoppers because everything else goes right through. But if you improve the quality of the filtration on your heating system, that will go a long way to cleaning the air uh, in your home and reducing the amount of dust that's landing not only on your shoes in this case, but on your you know tables and chairs and everything else in the house. Okay, great. Thank you. Have a great day. Well, without looking, can you describe the style of your garage door? What? Your garage door doesn't have a style? (laughs) Well, if that's the case, it might be time to think about a new one. That's right, you guys. You know, if your garage door is plain and white and paneled and boring, you're missing a huge opportunity to bring some major curb appeal to your house. You know, think about it. Your garage really is a big part of what people see when they take in your home's front facade. Sometimes it can be up to 60% of what they see. Now, you can completely transform the look of your home simply by replacing that garage door. And there are lots of options to consider from a carriage house style door to the barn look and even the ones with sleek modern lines. Plus, remember the garage doors today? They're not only steel. More importantly, there are fiberglass versions that are available, and that's a great choice because they can look like wood, but without any of the maintenance hassles. So think about it. Replacing your garage door is a great project and one that you can knock off in just a weekend. 888-666-3974. What's on your to-do list? Move it over to ours and call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT. David in Texas is on the line and is dealing with some unwanted issues from a dog. What's going on? Dog, it's mixed between a terrier and a lab, and uh, she tends to shed. And we've got wooden floors uh, downstairs and carpet upstairs, and tried everything. I walk around the house with a shop vac, trying to vacuum. You know her fur um, that's all over the place, and I've got her fur also embedded in the carpet and. Sometimes a vacuum cleaner doesn't get it out. That's when I go against the uh, grain of the uh, carpet and I drag the fur out of the uh, carpet. So I'm just wondering if you guys have any secret uh, recipes that I can utilize to help me with this, solve this problem. I don't think I have a good solution for shedding dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the uh, the only issue outside of vacuuming is are you brushing your dog? They make certain brushes that help you get to the undercoats so that you'll remove the hair before the dog actually has a chance to shed it. So if you're actually on top of the brushing, that might cut down on the shedding. I, I, you know, 
fortunately, she has. Uh, she's a mixed between lab and terrier, so she's got very short hair. But to your point, Leslie, I haven't done that. I, I just assumed that um, you know that it would take care of itself. But apparently, it has. Well, it is. It's taking care of itself. <laughs> it's just not in a way that you like. It's a special brush that allows you to get to the undercoats. Okay. And certain times of year, a dog is going to shed more than other times of year. They get like that second layer of fur in the winter months. So it's you know maybe you don't have to brush every day, but. I would start with that and see if you can make any progress that way. And also, if the only way you can get this dog hair up is with a shop vac, you might want to think about getting a better vacuum. I'll share with you that I know both Leslie and I have the same vacuum because she recommended it to me, and that's a Melee. It's amazing. It really works well. It's very light but super powerful, and it does a great job picking up the dog hair around our house. I'll tell you that. No, that's wonderful. Thank you. I should have thought about that, but I just assumed. Uh... Anyway, thank you so very much. You're welcome, Dave. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Pam in Florida has a porch question. How can we help you today? Uh, we live on the water, and in Florida, there's a lot of wind on the water. We're close to the Gulf of Mexico, and we have a screen porch with aluminum railings, and the wind keeps blowing the screen sections out. We've tried all different types of screens and double screening them and all different types of splines. And I wondered if you had any better ideas for us. Are we talking about on doors or windows? We're talking about uh, screen sections on a screen porch. Screen porch. Okay. And so how big are these sections? Uh, Probably four by six. Pretty big. Are you using vinyl screening or are you using metal screening? Vinyl. Yeah, I think that's the issue. The vinyl screening is pretty soft and pretty flexible, not very sturdy. I think you're going to need to use a heavier gauge screening in order to make this more permanent. And you're also going to need to consider not only the attachment points, I'm not quite sure how you're doing that, but it's got to be super secure. And you might want to add grills to divide that up into a bit smaller space. Uh, it could be a thin grill, but it could, but a, but a grill would give it some additional strength. So I think you're going to need to use much heavier screening and and not vinyl screening, okay? Because I think putting on a double layer of uh, of the of the vinyl is going to really not you know get you where you need to be. It really should be heavy metal screening when it's that when it's a four by six foot area. Right. Do you know if metal screening comes in a fine enough mesh to keep no seams out? Oh yeah, it comes in different mesh densities and different gauge metals. You just got to find a good source of supply down there for it. Thank you very much. Appreciate the help. You're very welcome. Tim in Maine is on the line with a flooring question. What are you working on? So, uh, I bought an old house, and I ripped up the carpet in one of the rooms to find really old pine boards. So I paid to have them professionally finished, and they look amazing. And my question for you is, there are uh, gaps around the tr- under the trim around the entire room, upwards of a half an inch. Uh, it's pretty noticeable, and there's a lot of them. And I was wondering what my options were for taking care of those gaps. So this is between that first board and your baseboard piece, correct? Yeah. So what you can do, and of course I don't know what the style of your baseboard is, and perhaps at the bottom of your baseboard, is it just flat, straight? you got a clean edge? Yeah, it's your standard white sort of baseboard. You know what you can do is you can do either like a quarter round or a shoe molding and they come in a variety of sizes and those can be painted to match your baseboard or stained to match your baseboard. Or or even they could be natural oak and match the floor. Yeah, it's another way to go. And then you'd use that to sort of bridge the gap between the baseboard and the floor so it sort of just covers over that. And you can get it in a half inch depth, which isn't terribly gigantic, but that'll cover your whole area. 
So it sort of acts as like an, an an application onto the baseboard. It attaches one side on the baseboard and the other side sort of rests on the floor. So it's, you know, L-shaped with that quarter round between. Or you can do a different type of molding. I mean, there's a ton of different kinds of moldings, whether it's a shoe molding, either a square or a quarter round, depending on the look and the style of the home. And then you can use that to bridge the gap. Okay. Is there any, there's, there's no type of like uh, putty or filler or, or caulk or anything that I could put. You're going to have too much movement in the floor and it's oh, going to, whatever you right. put in is just going to break out and bounce out. And it's going to be a disaster that you're constantly fixing. And this is going to be such a minimal addition. That's truly going to cover up this, you know, opening that's bothering you. And you won't even notice it. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Up next, if you have a project to tackle that needs concrete, like, you know, setting a post or building a patio, it's important to select the right concrete mix for your job. We're going to tell you about some new formulations that can take the guesswork out of it after this. Today's Money Pit is presented by Hire, the world's number one appliance brand. Stay cool this summer with a Hire Serenity Series air conditioner. Quieter than the average window air conditioners, yet cool your home effectively and efficiently. Learn more at HireAmerica.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So if you've got a project to tackle that needs concrete, you know, like a post to set or a patio to build, it's important to select the right concrete project for the job. That's right. But while there are many different formulations to choose from, QuickCrete has developed two as well as an app that can handle a wide variety of those projects. With us to talk about that is Mike Major. Mike's a regional sales manager for QuickCrete. Welcome, Mike. Good to see you guys. How are you today? Excellent. So when you're faced with a project, I think a lot of our audience wants to know what are the key elements to consider when choosing the best concrete product to use? Because it's kind of like you're on information overload when you research the stuff, when you read the bags. I mean, I would imagine there's considerations like strength, how long it takes to dry, you know, what weather conditions you can work with it in. Is this a winter project or a summer project? How do you kind of break it down and decide what product is best for your particular project? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, a lot of people, when they start out, they'll try to figure out exactly what they're trying to accomplish with a project, whether it be setting a post. And, and the setting a post situation is absolutely wonderful for our fast-setting concrete. You know, that's something that's going to set in, a, in about 20 minutes, so you're not going to have to worry about the leveling of the post after a few minutes it's set. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything bumping up against it and ruining the level that you have. So that's really a good opportunity to use our red bag concrete. And, you know, that particular red bag product um, has another advantage that I like because I have used it personally, and that is that you can uh, pour the dry mix into the hole and really do all the leveling work of your post. And then once it's just right, then you pour the water in as a last step, and it kind of hardens magically. You don't have to mix it up outside the hole, then put wet concrete into the hole and have your post kind of move around while that's happening, right? Yeah, that's right, Tom. As a matter of fact, we do refer to that as a self-mixing product, which is a great opportunity for that. You know, we, we use that product an awful lot during the winter time when we're trying to really make sure that the concrete sets before it has a chance to freeze. But in addition to that, in the summertime when it's hot outside and people are not wanting to stay outside and worry about leveling a, a post for, you know, for an, half an hour, they can use this product and, like you say, pour the dry mix into the hole, then pour a gallon of water on top of that dry mix 
and in 20 minutes you get your initial set. Now, I think there's still a lot of you know mystery about working with concrete. There's so many different formulas. There's so many different ways to use it, apply it. Has Quickrete really come up with a way to help the end user, the DIYer, know exactly what to use and how to use it? Absolutely. What, what we've come up with, we've got several different different helping hints for your, your listeners. Uh, one would be our mobile app. Uh, we have come out with a great mobile app that has actually links to about 30 different YouTube videos that will walk you step-by-step through projects. It will also give you spec data sheets on all of our products so that you can read about the product and see exactly what you're looking for, in addition to uh, calculators to tell you how many bags you're going to need to purchase when you do come upon your project. Mike, what if we need a product that is really strong, perhaps one that's reinforced for, like, building steps or a patio what type of product would you recommend for that? Well, one of the things that QuickCrete has just recently come out with is a new product called QMAX Pro. And we talked about the fast-setting concrete and how fast it does set. Sometimes that set is a little bit too fast for what you're trying to work with. So the QMAX gives you one-hour workability time. So, you know, where the, the fast-setting concrete does a great job if you're setting a post and you're wanting to pour concrete into a hole, if you're wanting to pour a slab, you need a little more work time. So the QMAX Pro gives you the opportunity to get a stronger slab than our regular concrete. Now, our regular concrete is, is a 4,000 PSI mix, which is pretty strong for anything that you're doing around the house. But if you're in a situation where you want something a little bit stronger than that, our QMAX Pro gets to a 6,500 PSI in 28 days, and it gives you one-hour workability time. Uh, and and it's, you know, it's just a really strong product. It's also got some fiber reinforcement into it which keeps you from having shrinkage cracks or any little spider cracks that you see on the surface of concrete. I read a story about that product. If I recall correctly, it also has corrosion inhibitors. So if you have, say, a reinforcing rod in it, it's not likely to rust, as well as air that mixes in with it. I think you call it air entrained. So that actually prevents some of the freeze, um, thaw kind of damage that can occur, which is very typical with concrete. Is that right? Right. And the air entrained cement also makes the concrete more workable, makes it a little bit easier to smooth the surface. And the, the surface that you can put on this product, because you do have a longer workability time, you can do different things like a brush surface to make sure that you don't have a slip, a slipping surface, uh, you know, so that you don't want it to be real, real uh, shiny on the top of it to where, you know, you'd have to worry about somebody stepping out onto your concrete in the rain and, and slipping. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to put a broom finish to it. Well, one thing I like about you guys is you really develop solutions. You focus on the solutions and you come up with the product to make it work. QMAX Pro Concrete Mix and the uh, Fast Setting Concrete in the Red Bag, both great problem solvers, great products to get those projects done around your house. And as Mike said, if you have questions on your project, you can turn to the QuickCrete mobile app for answers. Mike Major, Regional Sales Manager with QuickCrete, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. It's always great to talk with you guys. Have a great day. And And if you'd like more information, you can go to the QuickCrete website at quickcrete.com. That's Q-U-I-K-R-E-T-E.com. All right. If the inside of your house is as muggy and warm as outside, even if you've got your AC running, it might be time to invest in a new air conditioner. We're going to have tips on one that's been touted as the quietest in America next. Spread the 
word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call now at 888-MONEY-PIT. You will get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus this hour, we're giving away five copies of our book, My Home, My Money Pit, Your Guide to Every Home Improvement Adventure. It's really a great book, guys. You're going to find a ton of tips and advice that you hear from us every week on the radio. It's chock full of that advice, except it's got pictures. <laughs> so call us right now at 888-666-3974. Robert in Washington is on the line and needs some help building a retaining wall. Tell us about your project. 50 feet of retaining wall. It's tapered. It's eight feet on the one end and four feet on the other. Uh, and I'm comparing, trying to compare the engineered blocks, the thousand pound blocks in price to a cast in place. And really haven't found any place to give me a good idea. So, Robert, I think that, you know, trying to decide between those very, very heavy retaining wall block structures and poured concrete is going to kind of be a wash. I think that the re- that the blocks actually can be more attractive and probably a little bit less work to install. But also, you know, there are other options. You could build wood retaining walls that can be structurally very, very sound if they're done right. And you could use smaller, lighter weight blocks, um, landscaping bricks that, again, you know, they're not a thousand pounds, but they're probably 75 and you can stack those up in the right way. The most important thing is really the structure of this wall and how you grade to it, because you have to make sure that you have stone behind it for drainage. You have to make sure that the soil at the top slopes away from it. Most retaining walls fall, fail, not because the, the material is wrong, but because the installation was bad. So as long as it's installed well, following the best biz- building practices for retaining walls, you're going to have success with this. For example, with wood walls, you know, there's a technique called a, uh, a dead man, which is basically when you put um, pieces of railroad tie or six by six or eight by eight timber that go back into the retaining wall, into the dirt itself to kind of tie the wall together. So sometimes we don't see enough of those installed and that makes the walls fail. You know, with a block or, or brick, sometimes we see people build them absolutely vertical instead of tilting back into the wall so that whenever there's a frost heave, because there's not enough drainage behind it, it will push the wall, you know, and, and cause it to buckle. So the techniques that you use to build this wall are, are even more important than the selection of the material itself. So I hope we've given you some options, Robert. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, about this time of year, you probably have had just about enough of all the sweltering summer heat that you can stand. And if you'd like to invest in a new room air conditioner, it might be nice to find one that is super quiet. There is one out there right now, and it's made by a company called Hire. It's known as the Hire Serenity Series Quiet Air Conditioner, and it's touted as America's quietest window AC. In fact, they compare it to a gentle rain. It actually offers excellent cooling, but it produces dramatically less noise than your average air conditioner. 
so that can give you peace and quiet as well as comfort. Mm, and you know what? The higher Serenity Series also is Energy Star qualified, so it uses far less energy than your traditional window units about 15% less energy. And that could work out to about a savings of $85 over the lifetime of the unit. And that's on average. Now, it comes with a really great LCD remote control. You can actually see all the settings right there in the palm of your hands. You can turn it up or down, really make it work however you need your cooling to be happening, whether you're laying in bed or chilling out on the couch. I mean, it really is a great air conditioning unit. There's two sizes available, a 6,000 and an 8,000 BTU unit for $299 or $399, respectively. They're available at Walmart, Amazon, and other fine retailers. You can learn more at HireAmerica.com. That's Hire, H-A-I-E-R, America.com. Trudy in Delaware needs some help jazzing up her brick home. What can we do for you? I have a single-family house, and the base of it is not finished from the dirt, you know, up to where the siding starts. And I wanted to know what I could use on that so it would have a more finished look. So is it a brick uh, foundation, Trudy? No, no. It's a brick front. And then the sides, the sides in the back is um, siding, but from the dirt, you know, from the ground up to where the siding starts is about maybe two feet. It's just like basic cement, unfinished look. And I wanted to know what I could on that. Right. So there's a couple of things you can do. You can do something really simple like paint it. You would use a masonry paint for that, an exterior masonry paint. Um, the other thing that you could do is you could stucco that. Now, that's a little bit more work, but there are pre pre-mixed um, stucco mixes that you can buy at a home center. And with a few tools, you, you could apply a stucco to that, maybe put a bit of a pattern on it. And you need to do that, though, by following all the right steps for prep, because if you don't get it right, it'll freeze and, and break off. But those would be the two easiest ways to clean that up. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't want something to start chipping off or the paint to start flaking. Right. Well, that's why you, you got to use the right products. You know, with the paint, you got to prime it, and you got to use an exterior quality masonry paint. And, you know, kind of the same thing with the stucco. you got to use the right tools and the right application methods to make sure it's nice and clean and dry when you start, and it'll hold up nicely. All right, Trudy? Okay, thank you so much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jeff in Wisconsin, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I'm wanting to add some insulation to the attic of my old, old house that I just bought last year, and I don't know which uh, way I should go with either the, uh, the loose fill or the bath. Um, I want to do it myself to save money, but the the loose fill, uh, I'm kind of uncomfortable with all the the weird conduits and outlet boxes and stuff that are up there in the attic. It's a walk-up attic, and we have a little bit of storage area up there. I don't know if, um, if stapling the... Uh, the rolls up against the roof is, I don't know what's going to give me the best R value and time value and uh, money value, obviously. For- all right, so first of all, let's talk about where the insulation goes. This attic is unfinished, correct? It's not a sleeping space, is yeah, it? Yeah, correct. So the attic does not, the insulation in this case does not go up against the rafters. The attic, the insulation goes on the floor, uh, what you would call the floor of the attic when you're standing in it. Now, is, okay. there, is there a wood floor across the entire attic surface now? Not the entire attic, no. It's, there's not. So it's open beams there, right? You can look down into the, see the ceiling below? Uh, no, it's, uh, it's got um, the rolls in between there. But like I said, we have a storage area, which is the center of it, that has plywood down on top. Okay, that's actually perfect. So here's what I think you should do. I would buy unfaced fiberglass bats 
And just like the word says, unfaced means no paper face, no um, you know vapor barrier face. It's just plain old fiberglass bats. Now you lay these down perpendicular to the floor joists, so not not parallel to, but perpendicular. And you would lay these across the entire attic floor except for the area that you want to reserve for storage. So this is an easy way to kind of say double or more than double the amount of insulation that's there, um, but but still saving that storage space. Because once you put this down, it's actually going to be higher than the thickness of the floor joists, and you can't crush insulation. If you crush it, it doesn't work. So that's why it has to sit on top. So if you were to put like 10 or 12-inch bats down like that, you would have a dramatic increase in energy efficiency. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I like that. Okay. Great. Thanks so much for your help. You're very welcome, Jeff. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Up next, microwave ovens can be handy for quick meals, but did you know that they can help disinfect your cutting boards? We've got some handy microwaving hacks coming up. You live in a money pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here we're going to jump right into a post here from Tiffany who posted on our Facebook page. And she writes, we have a slow running drain in our bathtub. I bought a bottle of chemical drain cleaner from a local store and followed the directions. The water now drains faster than before. But when the tub starts to drain, I hear loud gurgling sounds. What could cause this noise? The house is about 25 years old. So if it didn't uh, make that sound before, I think you still have a partial inst- obstruction in there. I'll give you a little trick of the trade. If you happen to have a wet, dry vacuum around the house, you can actually try to vacuum out that drain. What I hope it's going to do is pull out the water that's in the trap and maybe pull down whatever the remaining obstruction is because that's what you're hearing there. You're hearing uh, that gurgling because part of the venting system has been choked off. And if we can clear that drain the rest of the way, hopefully that will go right away, Tiffany. All right, now we've got a post here from John who writes, I'm considering having two Whirly Bird turbine vents mounted on my roof to help remove some of the heat in the attic as the temperature averages 110 to 115 degrees. Is this the best way to cool the attic and hopefully reduce my air conditioning costs? Hmm. You know, those Whirly Bird style turbine vents, they look like they should be very effective. They're kind of propeller shaped, but they're really not. Mm -hmm. What I would recommend, John, is a type of vent called a continuous ridge vent. It goes down all the way down the peak of the roof, and then you match that with soffit vents at the underside of the overhang. And that kind of venting system works together to let air in the soffit right up underneath the the, uh, sheathing and then out at the ridge vent. That's going to do a much more effective job of keeping that attic cool. What you want it to be is the same temperature as the outside. You want it to be at an ambient temperature. Anything warmer than that means you're wasting energy. Yeah, and you know, John, the same thing kind of goes for an attic fan. I mean, they really aren't worth the same thing as putting in a passive system. A passive system is just going to do the best to properly ventilate and get that air moving through your whole home structure. Well, if you're only using your microwave to heat up leftovers, you might be missing out on some other very handy uses. Leslie has some great microwave hacks in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie? Yeah, I mean, we're all familiar with heating things up fast, especially if you've got small kids, and that sometimes is the only way you're making a lot of your meals in your house. But a microwave really can come in super handy for a lot of other things. You know, did you know that you can disinfect your kitchen sponge and get rid of that funky smell with a microwave? 
Here's what you have to do. You need to soak the sponge in a water and vinegar mix and then zap it for about a minute. You can also do the same with a cutting board. What you want to do there is rub a little bit of lemon on it. Heat it for a minute, and then you can totally say goodbye to last night's raw chicken germs. I will say with the sponge, guys, when you heat that sponge in the microwave to disinfect it, it gets crazy hot. So just be really careful taking it out. Now, here's another thing. If you like honey and you've ever opened up your cupboard and found that the honey jar has turned into a crystallized, just solid mess, you can bring it back to life on a medium setting for about 30 seconds. You can also cut grilling time by heating your potatoes for two minutes and bell peppers for one before you actually put them on the grill. Again, things get crazy hot in the microwave, guys, so make sure you use oven mitts when you're removing all of these vegetables from the microwave. Otherwise, you will get a nasty burn. Now, here's another great tip. You can actually use your microwave to warm up citrus fruits. Not only will this help release the juice when you're using them in recipes, but it also helps release the oils in the skin. So if you're using them for zesting or if you're just trying to get out a pleasant scent, when you're really even just displaying your citrus fruit in a pretty bowl, it really does help get that beautiful fragrance out of the citrus fruits. And that becomes a wonderful all-natural air freshener. So now you know more ways to use your microwave than just heating things up. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next time on the Money Pit, one of the biggest happy surprises in home improvement is when you pull up carpet to reveal hardwood floors. You know, for For some reason, homes that were built in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s were constructed with hardwood floors that were quickly covered up with wall-to-wall carpeting. And actually, they did a pretty good job of protecting them over all those years. So coming up next time on The Money Pit, we'll have tips on how to give those old floors a new life. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.